debt, fear, relationships, the children, your health, work. When you want to give up and you need courage to continue, take heart and stay tuned as RJ Jackson writes her signature message of hope on your heart. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Like every show of Conversations on Courage, you'll be informed, inspired, and encouraged to find the courage you need to succeed at home, work, and in your business. Get your pen and paper. You'll want to take notes. And now, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. Hey, now, happy Tuesday. And welcome back to the table. You talk about authentic, down-to-earth conversation. (laughs) Well, we had one last week, as in every week. And let me just remind you, today is no exception. We got lots for you to talk about today. Oh, yes, we do. Because joining us at the table today, from the Ontario Airport, Traveler's Aid of the Inland Empire is the Director of Volunteers, Chet Sabaka. And all the way from the East Coast, and the Encouragement Engineer, Bob Brum. We have opportunities, encouragement, and inspiration that will cause transformation in your situation. Yes, we have lots more in store just for you. But first, here's 60 seconds of something amazing with leadership expert, John Bentley. Today's quote comes from Mark Twain. Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that, but the really great make you feel that you too can become great. So when you're just starting out, Some people may tell you that your dreams are out of reach. Instead of listening to people who don't see your vision or don't believe you can achieve it, find people with a vision of their own. When you spend time with those who have goals for the future, you too can learn how to become all you dream to be. So here's three tips to put this quote into action. Stay away from people with no vision. Share your vision with those who have their own. And reach for your goals despite what small-minded people say. I'm John Bentley. Thanks for listening. And you can connect with me at Power2Transform. That's Power, the number two, transform.com, where you can find more motivational tips for living a positive life you love. Thanks, John. You're amazing. Stay tuned. Coming up next, RJ brings her special guest to the table for more authentic and down-to-earth conversations on courage. Millions of travelers pass through Ontario International Airport every year. And Travelers Aid volunteers, well, they're there to assume with information to help them find their way through the airport as well as around the Inland Empire. Lending a helping hand along the way is what they say. Volunteers serve at the Welcome Center. They provide directions, information, and friendly assistance. 
here today to share with us more information on Travelers Aid Inland Empire is the director, Chet Sobaka. Join me in welcoming Chet to the table. Chet, thanks so much for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me, RJ. I am excited to spend some time with you this day. I love telling the story of people who love serving. And today, that's what we're going to talk about, the importance of volunteering. Now, I know that you worked for, not necessarily volunteer, but perhaps there was a time, and you can tell us your story, but you worked for the Traveler's Aid, which is the volunteer program for Ontario Airport in Ontario, California. How did you get to where you are working at Ontario International Airport? Well, it's it's an interesting story, RJ. Um, I retired from my work in 2015 after being working with a defense contractor for 34 years. And I took a couple of years to do a lot of the honeydews at the house, if you will. And I had the majority of them done. So then I was looking for something else to get myself involved with um, because I didn't want to just sit around the house and lose time. And I saw that the airport was being taken back from LAX to the community of Ontario, and I was excited about that because I love the Ontario airport. So I wanted to get involved. And so I went online, and I saw that there was an application that they're looking for volunteers, so I volunteered, and I did. And I worked on the floor for two years um, as a volunteer here at the airport, and it was a very rewarding two years for me. Um, And then shortly after that, uh, Therese Andrews, who was our director, uh, decided to resign, and when she did, I was concerned about who would fill into her spot because of what she had put in place. She had made great strides, and I wanted to make sure that I carried that on or somebody carried it on for her. And so I asked her if I would be a good candidate, and she was all excited about it. She said, you would be the perfect candidate. And so I moved from volunteer to now becoming director of volunteer services, which I've been doing now for the last seven months. Uh, I am responsible for the 77 volunteers that we do have here. Um, and what a fantastic group of people they are. They age from, well, right now they're 50 to 87, uh, but we just brought a young lady on board that's going to start with us on the 5th of April, and she's 32 years old. And so I'm excited about that because now we're getting the younger generation involved, and I think we need that to have the balance out on the floor. What are some of the things you did as a volunteer? While I was out on the floor, what I enjoyed the most was um, I didn't sit behind the counter. I got out on the terminal floor and I actually mingled with the people and I got to meet them and hear their stories. And that was some of the best two years of my life, hearing some of the stories that were going on on that floor. What was one of like your favorite moments as a volunteer? One of my favorite moments was when uh, I was out on the floor. I had a couple come in one time and I always put chocolate on the counter. Um, and so this couple came in and this husband was very, very upset. He was irate. Uh, he was real angry. So I went up and I walked up to him and I offered him some chocolate. I said, here, sir, would you like some chocolate? Chocolate helps out. And he got really upset with me and basically told me that he didn't need to have my chocolate. You know, his flight was delayed and now his luggage was missing. But his wife took the chocolate and she says, I'll take it. And they left the airport. Well, about three months later, this gentleman walks by me while I'm on the floor and he asked me, he said, do you have any chocolate? And I said, yeah, sir, over on the counter, go help yourself. Well, then he says, no, do you have any chocolate? 
And I said, sir, it's over on the counter. And he says, you just don't recognize me, do you? And then I looked at him, and then I turned, and I saw his wife, and then it clicked. Well, he came to me, and he turned around. He said, Chet, he said, I want you to know something. He said, when I, left that air, when I left the airport that night, my wife gave me that chocolate, and I looked at it, and he said, my whole life changed right there. He said, here I was. I was upset because my flight was delayed. My, bag, my baggage was missing, and I had just come from Salt Lake City where my granddaughter is fighting for her life, and she may not live beyond two years old, and I was upset about this. And he said, that chocolate changed my whole life and made me take a better look at what's going on. And so a couple of months later, they came through again, and I asked him, I said, are you coming back from visiting your granddaughter? And he said, no. He said, we're going to go see her again soon. I said, well, how is she doing? And she says, well, the prognosis is getting a little bit better, and she may get past two years old. So I said, well, hang on a minute, will you? And I used to hand out TY dolls to moms with children because they struggle when they're in the airport. So I went and I had one because I had one that was an angel. And so I walked over to him and I said, will you do me a favor? Will you take this next time you go to Salt Lake and give it to her and tell her there's people in Ontario that care about her and are worried about her? And the tears just flowed from the wife. But that was a special moment for me. What an amazing, life-giving story. Thank you so much for sharing that story. You're quite welcome. I don't know. It's, it's one of the reasons why I feel we should serve. But why would you say volunteering is so important, not only as a former volunteer but as the director of the Traveler's Aid Inland Empire? Why is volunteering so important to you, Chet? Ever since I started volunteering, um, I've gotten a different perspective in life um, because I think I have issues or I have concerns, but there's people out in the world that are struggling and have it a whole lot worse than I do. And, and sometimes we don't realize that. I was just fortunate enough. I just came back from a uh, symposium in, in Chicago, and I'm thankful that the airport administration sent me to that, and they paid all of my expenses. But it was on customer service in the airport. And it was interesting to hear some of the talks and about what people bring to the airport and what we don't understand. When they come in here, they're bringing a lot of stress, not only because of their flight, whether they're going to make their connections or they're going to get to the gate in time, but they're bringing all their stress with them from the outside world also. And so they're coming with a baggage full. And so we, as volunteers, have to reach out and understand what they're bringing to the airport and how we can truly help them and alleviate some of that pressure that they do have on them. And when I talked to my volunteers, when I took over this lead as director, the first thing I told them, I says, when our guests come through that door, I want them to feel loved, and when they leave, I want them to feel the same way. And you people are the first responders, if you will, that can make that happen. So please do everything you can to understand these people that you're talking to and what they might be going through in their life and how you might be able to help them. Just a simple smile will go a mile. It'll make people fly high before they even leave the ground. I know you need volunteers because every organization does, and I just want to say how honored I am to be able to serve with you and to volunteer, and it is really rewarding. So how can people connect? Like, how can they become a volunteer and experience all the rewards that come along with it? Well, there's, there's many numerous ways they can do this. Uh, first of all, the greatest one is I tell my volunteers to go out and spread the word. Um, word of mouth is the greatest tool that we have. 
but there are other options available to them, they can go on to the website here at the airport, which is www.flyontario.com, and go down into the area where it says Airport Services, click on Ontario Customer Services, and there you'll see a, a section for Traveler's Aid of the Inland Empire. And click on that, and you can see what Traveler's Aid of the Inland Empire is all about and how they can serve. And there's also a, a place there where they can fill out an application and submit it to me, or they can contact. There's a phone number there to contact from. Now, if you felt that was a lot of clicks, don't worry. All you have to do is go to our website, and we'll have that information for you at conversationsoncourage.com. That's conversationsoncourage.com. So, Chet, if I were interested in volunteering, but I wasn't sure, like, what I would do, what are some of the things as a volunteer that I could do? Well, the, if you were to go online and look at the application, you could see that we, we, what we require from you is a two-year commitment, because of the fact that we do have to do some background work for you, we have to do fingerprinting and all that. So that costs a little bit of money to the airport. Um, but we ask just for four hours a week. That's all we ask from you. And just come in and just greet the people in those four hours and make that a great experience for those four hours that you are working here. And you will leave here truly rewarded and, and feeling refreshed when you're done. And I am a witness to that. What are some words of courage you can give to remind our audience to take a risk with confidence and live life on the other side of fear? And while they're living, of course, come volunteer. Well, ever since I retired, I've learned that there's people out in the world that need help. And sometimes I, I used to think I was selfish. I was thinking about me. Um, but you got to get out of that comfort zone that you may have, and you may have some fears that you can't do this, but you can. Um, and you will, you will realize that by going out and touching these people and helping them, you, you will feel totally rewarded. Um, your life will be better. But just remember one thing. You can't do it alone. God has to help you, um, and he is there to help you. And, and he will give you the courage that you need to go forth and do what needs to be done. You can't do it alone, and together we can win. Chet, it's been amazingly awesome sharing with my audience your rewarding experience of volunteering and reminding people how important it is to serve. We need you, so if you're available, you have time, you have love, you have a helping hand that you can lend, come bring your hand and your heart to the Ontario Airport and serve with us at the Traveler's Aid Inland Empire. So amazingly awesome. It was awesome spending this time with you. And thanks so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you for having me, RJ. And it was a pleasure. And again, I, I think Ontario Airport is a growing airport. So please come become part of the family and enjoy the fun. You're listening to Conversations on Courage with your host, R.J. Jackson, the Courage Giver. Quick, call your friends and invite them to listen in. Our next guest, professional speaker, author, and encouragement engineer, specializing in positive encouragement, Bob Brum serves the corporate and sales organization. 
With a background in accounting, business, and over 25 years in the IT industry, Bob brings an understanding, encouragement, and effectiveness to organizations through personal experience and background so teams work enthusiastically together to achieve their objectives. Bob has been a guest on several nationally recognized radio and television shows and is a top-selling author of seven books. Join me in welcoming to the table, Bob Rum. Bob, welcome to the table. Thank you, RJ. I appreciate you letting me be on the show and look forward to our conversation this morning. Now, listen, I'm the one who appreciate you. The encouragement engineer talking with me, R.J. Jackson, the courage giver. Come on now. Come on. So listen, everybody, if you are not feeling your best right now, you will by the end of this show. So let's have a conversation on courage with the encouragement engineer. Bob, what is an encouragement engineer? Thanks, R.J. What an, I call myself an encouragement engineer because of the field I'm actually in. It came to me that I work in IT as well as speaking motivational to a lot of different audiences. And being in the IT industry as a IT engineer, if you will, a lot of people don't understand that idea of motivation. They don't understand the value of the motivation of a positive attitude. So that's why I call myself an encouragement engineer because most of the field that I'm in, it needs that encouragement. It's a it's an idea that people need to see the positiveness in every situation we are in. And in a technical field, that's hard to see a lot of times. A lot of times those people go into the weeds, and it can go there very quickly because of issues that happen, because of the scenarios. And so that's why I call myself an encouragement engineer, is a person that gives encouragement and understands the value of what it can do for not only a group of people, but the organization as a whole. Wow. There are careers that literally need to be encouraged more than other people. Who would you say some of those careers are? Well, there's a lot. Um, I've also dealt a lot with call centers. And you look at those environments, a lot of times a call center will be getting yelled at. People don't want to be called about their bill or don't want to have to call in about their bill because it's either late or they didn't make a payment or something's wrong with their service and they get irate. Those people need the encouragement because of the way they receive what comes to them. In a technical environment, it could be a sales or technical sales organization. It could be an IT environment where you're dealing with server problems all the time. You're dealing with application problems all the time, and you have users that don't like their system downs. How many of us now in today's society like it when our email goes out, like it when our computer doesn't work, like it when the cable service doesn't go down, you know, goes down? We don't like that. And those types of environments need that encouragement. They need to see the value they bring to the table to not only fix these issues, but deal with what comes to them. And a lot of times that, that part of dealing with what comes to you is hard for people. And so I bring that light and show them that there's an opportunity to look at that in a different scenario so that you can look at it in a positive manner and get through the daily grind, if you will, because we get inundated with negativity in our daily society. And that's what I help people to do. (laughs) That's so true because nowadays we have caller ID and spam likely, but when that call gets through on our cell phone or our home phone hanging up on folks, you know, we need to use that as an opportunity to 
encourage people. And I'm so honored to know that that's what you have set your heart and mind to do on a consistent basis as the encouragement engineer. What's your story? How did you actually get there where you are, not only as a tech engineer, but more importantly, as an encouragement engineer? Well, thanks, RJ. The The idea came to me actually when I was quite young. My if you will, goes back a long way. I lost my mother when I was six years old to cancer. And at six years old, you're just kind of confused. You don't understand what, what's going on, what, what went on. And, you know, to go through that experience and then immediately uh, several other family members passed away. My grandmother passed away a month later. Then my grandfather passed away that same year on Christmas Day. Um, I've been in, you know, funerals on Easter, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July. Um, a lot of things like that. And these are all life events. These are events that will occur to everyone. We're not here permanently. We will all end up in a box, big or small, someday. But we have to realize that certain things will happen to us, and we have to be able to deal with that. It's hard. It's not easy. But I realized that people needed to see that piece of encouragement. People needed to see that positive value of what goes on, no matter what goes on, that we can make something out of it. And I learned early on that, hey, you know what? I can't do anything about my mother passing or my family members passing, but I can do something about how I view that. I learn from it. I choose to have a positive perspective about events that occur, no matter what those events are. Believe me, I've gone through many trials and tribulations. There's plenty of times where my wallet's been empty and I'm wondering where's the next dollar coming from. But at the same time, it gives me the ability to look at it that I'm above ground, I'm breathing, I'm thankful for the day I have, I'm thankful for the abilities I have, and that determination that God gave me is pushing me forward to go through everything I need to go through for a reason. It sounds like an attitude of gratitude and encouragement go hand in hand. So share one of your favorite encouragement engineer moments with us, Bob? Well, there's, I've had several, and it's, it's interesting as my, I've got three boys, and as they get older, I think hearing them realize that, you know what, dad does know something, mom and dad do know something, is one of the biggest ones for myself. But also, when I'm talking to a large group, and I, I talked to a group of high school students one time, and there was about 1,100 students in there, and they had them arranged in the area where we were speaking, and you could tell the freshmen were sitting up straight, and they were kind of, they had this look of scared, you know, okay, I'm not sure what's going on here, and then you got to the sophomores, juniors, and you knew the seniors, because they were sitting over there like, okay, I know all this stuff, and they were slouched in their seat. This one person that was in that senior section just caught my eye, and I thought, okay, let's see if we can change that look. And as I talked, I noticed his posture. I noticed his stance. I noticed how he was receiving the message. And that's what got me. That one person, that change of attitude from, okay, I know this, Mr. Know-it-all, to I need more of this. I want this. I'm hungry for this. Seeing that attitude change was so invigorating. And that's what I look for in many audiences that I speak to because that's what you the the value of what you do is when you change somebody's attitude towards what they are hearing, what they're experiencing. And that is so great to be able to do that. And seeing that, like I said, in my sons, as well as in audiences I speak to, is just such a blessing and such a gift that I get to experience that. Attitude. It determines our altitude. 
And, you know, Bob, you shared your story of what you've gone through, losing your mom, your grandma, your grandpa, and other people in your family, and you decided your attitude was going to take you higher, not lower. And then you took that and said, and how can I help other people develop or even adopt this attitude of gratitude, thankfulness, as well as positivity? And you became an author. Matter of fact, you're the author of several books, including Life Don't Owe You Nothing and The Positive Perspective. So what is your core message that you want people to know on a daily basis? Well, RJ, with those two books, it's interesting. The Positive Perspective is about what that title says, having a positive perspective and what occurs in your life. And it talks about what I went through. And we're all going to go through life, and our direction is going to change constantly. And I'll talk to different student groups about this. Our path is not a direct path, but what we experience, we can learn from that. As we grow, we learn. Uh, When you were little, in kindergarten perhaps, or first grade, you learned the ABCs, and you learned how to take those letters and put them into words and put words into sentences and sentences into paragraphs. And then in high school, you're writing paragraphs and synopsis and colleges, you're writing theses and so forth. We grow by what we experience. And that's what the positive perspective helps to show, is that idea that we're going to go through some stuff. But our attitude about what we experience keeps the focus on the positive. We can inundate with the negativity and have that all in our lives. That doesn't do us any good. The positive is what helps us get through it. And with Life Don't Owe You Nothing, that book is about the idea that you need to take action. If you want something to occur differently in your life, you can't sit there and expect it to be handed to you. It doesn't work that way. If we want a goal, we have a goal to achieve, we have to go out there and get it. If we have sales we want to make, we have to go out and find the clients. We have to go out there and contact the people. We have to pick up that lead-weighted phone and say, hey, how are you? Would you like this service or would you like this product? We have to take the action to make things happen. And that's what Life Don't Owe You Nothing is about, is the idea of taking action and going after the goal. And it's not going to be easy, but with a positive perspective, it builds on previous books. With that attitude, we can achieve great things. I love that title, Life Don't Owe You Nothing. And for the most part, we think we're entitled. We live in this culture that says we're entitled to something. But if we want something, like you said, we got to be willing to do something about it and have a positive perspective. That's what you've had your life, and that's why you are the encouragement engineer. So as the encouragement engineer, give us a word of courage that you can leave us with to help us live our life to the fullest and take a risk with confidence. I have to go to one of the best books I've ever read, if not the best book I've ever read, is the Bible. In in Matthew 10.34, Jesus talks about do not think that I have come to bring peace to earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. In that whole book of Matthew, it talks about the tribulations and the trials that people are going to go through, that the disciples are going to be ridiculed, they're going to be flogged, they're going to be beaten because of following Jesus. What's interesting is our life was never promised us to be easy. It's life 
things are going to happen. And we need to focus on that attitude of what is the bigger picture. A positive attitude helps you to continue through the muck. It helps you to see that there's a better value, not in the situation I'm in right this second, but in the overall attitude I have. And the overall attitude I have gets me to where I want to go. You watch some of these shows like Naked and Afraid or some of these survival shows, you can see in the different scenarios when their mind starts to go down and get negative, they're going to be off the island. They're going to be out of the picture. They're going to be off the, the excursion. The ones that stay focus on the, the opportunity of growth, that focus on the opportunity that they're going to achieve this, that they're going to get extracted from wherever they are, and that they can achieve this goal. And that's the biggest message that I have for people is don't let the daily things that happen to us, because they happen to everybody, stop us. Keep going forward. Focus on the positiveness of whatever the situation may be. You might be broke, but you have a loved one with you, and it's better. You've got a loved one with you. You're not alone. Okay? If you're, if you're hurting, it's temporary most likely. You're a good case of that, RJ. You've, you've gone through a lot, and guess what? Your attitude, your gratitude has helped you to reachieve the ability to walk, to experience life, to enjoy life, and to appreciate what life gives you. You can say that again, brother, <laughs> because listen, life happens, but there is life after life happens. It is all about the attitude and what you're willing to put in, because what you put in is what you get out. Hey, we've been talking to the encouragement engineer, Mr. Bob Brum himself, and we have certainly been encouraged to remember that life don't owe us anything and always keep a positive perspective. Bob, how can we connect with you, either your website or on social media? Well, RJ, thank you. My website is www.bobbrumm.com, and people can see me there. There's there's all kinds of information. You can get copies of my book through my website or on social media uh, through Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn as well. You can find me on the social media channels. And just, you know, if you're looking for that encouragement, check it out. See how we can help. We're not in this world alone. There's billions and billions of people in this world, and I'd love to be able to help just a few of those people. You certainly helped us today by encouraging our hearts to remember to have an attitude of gratitude and look on the positive side of life. Bob, thanks for being our guest today and sitting at the table with us here on Conversations on Courage. Thank you, RJ. I appreciate it. Well, what can we say? Another day here at the table on Conversations on Courage where we absolutely positively kept our promise to you. Not only did we provide you with inspiration that causes transformation, but we provided you with success strategies for healthy and hold relationships. Hopefully you took some notes, but if not, no worries. Just catch us on the replay. We'll be here just for you. I'm RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver. It's been a pleasure to be your host and introduce you to our featured guest today. In the meantime and in between time, yeah, I'm not going to quit my day job. Don't you worry. (laughs) 
because my day job is inspiring you to take a risk with confidence so that you, my friend, can live life on the other side of fear. While it is my pleasure to inspire you and encourage your heart here on Conversations on Courage, it is my passion and my purpose to connect with you as an international speaker to remind you that there's greatness inside of you. If you're looking for an authentic, down-to-earth speaker who speaks not only from the heart, but shares her stories for God's glories and tells about the journey that she's taking, she's on, and that she's preparing for, hey, give me a call. Let's talk. It'd be my pleasure to see how I may serve you. In the meantime, in between time, as I like to say, keep up your courage, take a risk with confidence, and stay blessed indeed. We'll be here again next week, same time, same purpose. And you, my friend, (laughs) well, you're the reason why. So we hope to see you then. In the meantime, don't forget to follow me online. You can catch me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Anchor, and all social media platforms at The Courage Giver. You can visit my website at thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Conversations on Courage. Now that you've been inspired, informed, and encouraged, it's time for you to take action. So head on over to thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. And connect with RJ for a personal conversation on courage. She's waiting to help you take the risk you need to succeed.